right, welcome to another episode of Women Watch Wrestling. Because we still gotta do our ratings for the last pay per view, I wanna first say this is our last episode of season two. So our next episode will kick off season three, and we're hoping to do bigger and better things this season. Mm-hmm. Um, woot woot! Uh, and I wanna start this episode with um, Lady J because we didn't get a chance to say R.I.P. Brody Lee yet. And um, our, our resident AEW specialist got got a chance to see his um, his dedicated episode of AEW Dynamite, and I just want to kick off with her sharing a little bit about that, and then we'll get into TLC ratings and all that jazz. Greetings, everybody. This is Lady J. Okay, so basically, I just want to first um, give a shout out to AEW. And the Brody Lee Memorial show was like really amazing. Um, considering the fact that Brody Lee was a AEW an AEW athlete prior to passing away. Um, they did their thing. Um I think this is the first memorial show that I've ever seen that allowed me to cry. Like you know, it was more than just a 10 bell salute. The whole show was catered to Brody Lee. And the cool part was in every match, you know, they had a, a Dark Order member that represented well. Um, we even had a Brody Lee Jr. dream match, meaning his son picked out the people that would actually be in the match. So I thought that was so amazing. Uh, I showed Miss Bree um, certain clips from that show, and it brought you know, emotion to her. So just, just seeing the, the show, just clips, but yet alone the whole show was very emotional. We had Eric Rowan. And the funny thing about the Eric Rowan situation is because I think Eric Rowan is a WWE name. So when Chris Jericho was like, Oh, there's Eric Rowan. And then, um, <laughs> another commentator was like, Eric Redbeard. And it was like, Eric Rowan, Eric Redbeard. So, you know, a lot of people was like, well, is Chris Jericho going to get, like, sued for that, for using a WWE name? But (laughs) WWE, Vince McMahon wasn't that petty, so he let that slide, which I thought was funny because everybody was like, oh, shit, he said Eric Rowan, but it was pretty cool. But either way, you know, they had the dream match. They had, um, they allowed Brody Lee Jr. to put his boots it's out of the ring. It was just so emotional. Like, I cried. I did. I did. I'm not even going to um, flex for women watch wrestling because, yeah, it was a lot. But it was a great show. I've never seen a memorial show. I've seen memorials, but not the whole show dedicated to the wrestler. 
and it was pretty amazing. I loved it. And um, Miss Bree, would you like to talk about the little bit that you saw? Um, I can. It, like you said, I had never seen like an actual dedication show. It has always been like you know the Tim Bell salute because you know that's just what I'm used to from WWE. And like you said, like to see his son out there to be able to participate. I I have a lot of respect for the owner of AEW just for the way he handles things. Um, and I think that that was amazing just to do the dedication show. Like, and it was very thoroughly thought out. And that, that um, presentation at the end, the photos and the song, like you could tell you saw him not in just an AEW realm. You even saw WWE realm and family and, it really was very heartfelt and you could tell even with the short amount of time he spent with AEW, it meant a lot there and he impacted a lot of people. So uh, kudos. I really like the way AEW handled that. And I'm glad that I got to see something like that. Cause it was very different and it was very heartfelt and you could see, you could see the emotion in the wrestlers um, themselves, you know? So and you know the cool thing about it, um, even after the fact, like I feel bad for. I'm not gonna lie, like this has been the first like death since Owen Hart, and I don't know if y'all were watching like wrestling when Owen Hart passed away or whatever, but that has this has been like the most like traumatized. Now, granted, I'm not you know throwing sugar on anyone else's death. Okay, I'm not comparing. It's just this one hits differently because this was literally an active star passing so to see the reaction of wwe um you know um superstars it, it just it's hurt everyone and even aew like they took his family out to disney world like i've been paying attention to her instagram per se i think it's amanda hubert i hope i'm saying her last name right but yeah on her story they had her you know what i'm saying um, taking pictures at Disney World or whatever the case may be. So I'm glad that they're like being there and just seeing the owner being active in the life is really different. And granted, I'm not throwing shade on um, Vince McMahon. However, I don't get to see Vince McMahon's compassionate side as often. So I'm not going to do that. Um, but I will say I love what's going on. AEW, I mean, WWE did, um, you know, have a little salute to him, but I'm assuming that they were waiting on AEW to do the tribute show. I don't like the fickle. I don't like the fickle wrestling fans though, because like some of us like, and I say us because we're all wrestling fans, but they're comparing AEW and WWE. Like, you know, like, Oh my God, WWE sucks. You know what I'm saying? And even AEW was like, Hey, you know, not the time for that type shit. So I appreciate that. And I also appreciate the fact that AEW also had some clips from when, Brody Lee was Luke Harper. You know what I'm saying? And I thought that that was amazing. Yeah, I really appreciated that. Oh, as far as the WWE side, WWE did way more than what they could have done and what we thought they were going to do. Exactly. So, I mean, and you can't really, to the fans that are trying to compare what WWE is doing versus what AEW is doing in any regard, but especially in this regard, you can't really... He's not an active WWE superstar, so you can't expect WWE to treat it the same as what AEW is doing. And besides, I find that to be disrespectful to AEW if they did. You know what I mean? 
like because that's that's their superstar so it's 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 like you know what I'm saying that's 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 my uh memorial to give not yours you know you taking our ratings kind of thing um trying to give a memorial exactly like that but However, I do like the fact because WWE did more than I expected. Like I said, because they they had his picture on um, the TV, uh, the episodes or whatever, and they uh, did a lot of social media in the social media realm. Like their official WWE pages had like best of video. They dropped a lot of best of videos for him, and they did like you know salute of tweets and Instagram posts and stuff like that. So you know I. It's a tragedy. It's a yeah. It's a tragedy. Um, the only part of the memorial I saw was the part with Mr. Redbeard, um, <laughs> and I, I noticed the name, the name catch or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's is it was very unexpected. I think to everybody, like everybody, and I feel so sorry for his family and his kids. They have my deepest condolences. Um, so kicking off the show with the, you know, sad story, but you know, we'll, we'll bring y'all back. We'll bring y'all back. Y'all know we always do. Now it's time to rate TLC. Yes. TLC, (laughs) the pay-per-view, the last pay-per-view of 2020. Uh, wait, first, before we even rate TLC, I'm so sorry. It's your girl, Just Love, and I'm here with Miss Bree. And this your girl, Lady J. All right. So I definitely forgot to do that at the beginning of this show. <laughs> but that's fine. Kick off the show with Brody Lee. That is okay. He deserves the first introduction anyway. Um, so TLC, I would go on record and say TLC was one of the better pay-per-views of 2020. Um, it it was surprisingly good because I feel like the buildup was kind of trash. Like the build up didn't get good until like maybe the week before. Um, cause it just felt like a lot of the matches was just like either thrown together or repeats. But you know, I as looking at the final result, it was just like, okay, okay, I see I see what you did there. I see what you're doing. Um, so the first well, the pre show match, I don't know if uh y'all got a chance to see the pre show match, but I was going to throw it in here because it's very significant to the fact that Big E is now the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, <laughs> it was an eight-man tag team uh, match. Cesaro, Shinsuke, Corbin, and Sami Zayn versus Big E, Gable, Bryant, and Otis. How did y'all rate this match? If y'all saw this match, if y'all didn't see this match, it's cool. It wasn't... It, it wasn't much to see. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I did not see it, but I rate it. I mean, I rate the fact that Big E won. So, yay. <laughs> so I give that I like a, a, a three for yay. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I, I, I give this match a three just because it gave Big E his intercontinental title <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> And so the first match of the official show was AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre and then eventually versus The Miz in a TLC match for the universe, for the WWE Championship. 
How do y'all rate this match? Can I go second? I can't go first on this one. Oh. Um, well, I guess I'll go first. Um, there's something I want to mention about this match that at the end of the day, I knew was going to happen. We all did. I'm pretty sure we, we saw it happen. But um, I'm going to give this match like a 3-5. It was a really, it was, to me, it was a good match. And then, but I knew, I felt it coming. I felt the Miz coming. Like, even before the match, before TLC came. I was like, okay, he's going to cash this in. But as we, as we could see, I didn't feel like he was going to win or anything. But I give it a 3.5. I guess it's my turn. Who we? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I just don't know. And the reason why I don't know is because of the stuff surrounding the match. So, just love, I need your help. <laughs> well, I need your help. And I think you understand why. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, what, what, okay. Uh, let me, I'll go, I'll go get my ratings and then I, I'll help you. Does that help? <laughs> yes, I, I'll take that. And then maybe that'll help me because I'm striving right. to be unbiased here. It's just some things going on with around the match. So give me a second. I would love to hear what you have to say. Um, I'll be real. The match, okay. Overall, just to give my rating, I gave the match in its totality a four. Now, let me backtrack and tell you why I gave it a four. So, at the beginning of the match, I remember kind of how uh, me and my fiance was kind of feeling when we was watching it. Because we was just like, this match, for this to be AJ Styles and Drew McIntyre, this match is kind of boring. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't as entertaining as I wanted it to be, especially... For it to be a TLC match, um, they they started pulling out, you know, the the hardware and stuff. Like I want to say, the match had been going on for a smooth like ten plus minutes before they started pulling out hardware, and then that's when it kind of got started to get interesting. But the thing about Drew McIntyre and matches like this, and I can say this, I, I think I said something similar about his Hell in a Cell match, and um the other, like, some of the other no-DQ matches that he was in for the first time. Like, he 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 fights like he's never been in a TLC match before. And granted, he's never been in a TLC match before, but still, like, it's, it's very... It's very calculated to an extent. Um, you can tell he's trying to figure out what to do next. He kind of plucks. Lack of a better term, Drew McIntyre kind of plucks in no DQ matches. Like, it's real, like, uh, I kind of don't know what to do, but I'm still Drew McIntyre, so I'm going to do stuff. Like, <laughs> so I wasn't really feeling the match at first. What kind of pushed the match to a four for me was Miz cashing in the money in the bank. Because one, we had just talked about it. Two, it was just like, it kind of added an element because I like multi-man, you know, uh, TLC matches. I don't like one-on-one TLC matches. They're usually kind of blah for me, especially after seeing so many triple threat, you know, tag team, blah. You know, after seeing 
three or more people in a ring for a TLC match so many times, a one-on-one TLC match just doesn't do it for me. <laughs> it's just, I look at them like, oh, okay, unless, unless it's like a super good match. And I'm just like, oh, okay, yeah. And this one, it. And then when the Miz cashed in, it just, it beefed up the level of entertainment. And it, uh, you know what I'm saying? You had, then you had to factor in the Morrison part on the outside. It's a no DQ match. So you got Morrison doing, and I never thought that Miz would, you know, make something good for me, <laughs> but he did. He made the match like he, he turned the match from like a 2.5 rating to the four rating. And that's why I give it a four. Um, but knowing the things that followed after TLC, um, when it comes to the money in the bank and all that jazz, it was just, eh, it kind of ruined it a little bit. I ain't gonna lie. It, it definitely didn't make me feel good about this four. <laughs> I mean, and during the match, I told Miss Bree, hey, something funny about this money in the bank cash in. <laughs> I said it, but we'll talk about that later. I said it during the match, like right after it happened, like, yeah. <sighs> But I definitely <laughs> understand. I definitely understand your rating. Um, yeah, it it was it was really like ugh, it wasn't hidden for me. Um, you're right. I definitely agree about the um, the entertainment portion that accompanied Miz and Morrison, and from that, I'll push it. I I'll give it a three, because I mean. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I give it a three. I definitely liked, and I know we I don't know um we talked about that, but I liked the build up to this storyline actually. It's just that match was kinda like, yeah. So definitely a three and I definitely agree. I um uh, I think if I wasn't looking at the rating I gave it when I was watching it it probably would be a three at this point just with all the stuff that happened after it and all that jazz so the next match is Sasha versus Carmella for the Smackdown Women's Championship how would you all rate this match let me first of all let me before I even get to y'all's rating on this match I'm not even gonna say my rating I'm just gonna I just have to point out the fact why does Carmella always need a dude? This stuff, it's pissing me off at this point. <laughs> like, everything that she has dude. done. Right? Like, what is up with this? But that's just that's just my thing. Go ahead with your ratings, y'all. <laughs> and that that's the part that's kind of like bringing the, the entertainment, not entertainment, but that, that adrenaline about Carmella being back in the first place. Like, that's the part that's like aggravating me. Even though I'm glad that Sasha won as she should have. It's just, I mean, she always needs someone. And I think even Sasha brought that up before. Like, but the match, it was a good match to do start helping. And then I start, it's kind of like a dude jumping into a chick fight. This right. diminishes the purpose of the chick fight. <sighs> and then, first, and then another thing: this dude is supposed to be a sommelier. Are you serious? 
y'all could have came up with a better profession than that. Because first of all, <laughs> Adam never seen a bottle of wine in his hand. Like she always drinking champagne. So where does the wine come from? Like the Smiles do champagne too? Am I missing something? Maybe I need to look up this profession a little more. Because this is stupid. I just don't get it. Not at all. He is. Mm. <sighs> See, shit like that makes it hard to rate. You know what I'm saying? Like that type of stuff. And I know I'm striving not to be so critical. But that, I mean, why? Yeah, why like, are these grown men helping that. women in matches? Like, bro, like you have no place here. Like, right. Yeah. My, my thing is, you all see Tamina jumping in a Roman Reigns match. Like, <laughs> what? And then when Naya got in the match, she got RKO so easily. I mean, you got to... Oh, God. Um, uh, overall, the match was all right. I gave it a three. <laughs> I'm going to have to get a two, man. Touche. Brie? Yeah, I'm going to go about two five. Because the, the, the flunky whole situation give it negative like you gotta take points away it's like you're doing an addition equation it's like oh no let me come back and subtract one (laughs) 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 and it just so yeah i give it like a two five like that's probably like my mm, is it my lowest rated match probably so yeah i think it's my lowest rated match yeah, that was yeah, that was the lowest rated match on mine too. Um the next match, Oscar and Charlotte, surprise, surprise, um tag team partner is the new tag champs. They beat Nia Jackson, Shayna Blazer, Blazner. <laughs> um what do you guys rate this match? So I got a bittersweet relationship with this match right now. <laughs> so I got all these like, I'm going to tell you about all my factors before I give you a rate. So my first factor is Charlotte even being in the match. Okay. So I was shocked to see Charlotte. I understand kind of like why Charlotte was the best match, but it led me down a rabbit hole just knowing that she was back and Oscar got a title. And it's just like, I got a, a few, uh, predictions that I'll probably mention later just from the fact that she back um and I was like this is this is she gonna end up asking Oscar about this damn belt this is just not this Charlotte's not this nice <laughs> let's just put it this way she wants something it is this only one reason why she popped back up like this and she who she popped up with she wants something but um I'm not understanding how Shayna Blazer is not living up to the original potential standard that we have for her. Like, what the what, what what's going on? Bro, okay. bro. <laughs> she like, beat all them women, and she just gets slapped around. Like, we y'all could have left Ronda Rousey for that, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, um. I'm not going to give the, 
<sighs> okay, so I'm like a three two, three point two. I don't even want to give it a whole three five. I'm not gonna give it less than the three because the match. It, it was pretty good. Charlotte actually gave it a few plus points because it was good. It was we've been asking about Charlotte. We've been, we've been like, what the fuck? Where where Charlotte been? And but it's like you can't give it all the points because you. I already know why she wants something. She just wants something. So I already know why she back. But out of everybody, um, I feel like okay, this was decent. But the I don't know. And we're going to say just 3.2. I, I just can't give it a whole 3.5. I'm not going to give it less than a 3. But it's, yeah. And then, this, 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 <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> she said everything that I wanted to say. Like, the, I got to pop like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Charlotte Flair back. Like, ooh, we, you know. All right, it's, it's good to see you. But Shayna Baszler getting pinned on one natural selection? Come on, man. Like, a natural selection takes Shayna Baszler out. Y'all for real right now? This chick, this is the same chick from Elimination Chamber of the same year. You see what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Come on, man. I just... Uh, a a three, but for real, like for real, I really want to get a two nine, cause that's just how I'm feeling two nine. But like, I'm not gonna take away from the women. It's just come on, bro. It's a sympathy three. Like hell, go ahead. You know, do you? That's a do you three. Ain't really like a good three, like. Okay, so I give this match like a three five, only because one, the Charlotte thing was like the surprise factor. It was just like, oh shoot, Charlotte and Oscar together, what? Okay, and realistically, Charlotte and Oscar are the most realistic people to take the belt from Shayna and Nia. Like real talk, because if that was anybody else anybody else especially Lana this win and this match would have not gotten a two you know what I'm saying like <laughs> but it so the fact that it's Charlotte Oscar I get I see I see what they're doing okay whatever um the whole Shayna Blazer Shayna Baszler thing I um I agree I definitely agree. I think they need to do more with her. Just knowing and seeing how she not even I'm not even talking about last year and what she did in Elimination Chamber, whatever. Just knowing her from her NST days. She's the she was the very first two time NST champ. Um, Just seeing like the stuff that she used to do as champion and seeing how, how her she had like a legit champion match undefeated streak for like a smooth year that's what makes me just be like all right what y'all doing with Shayna like for real for real like this she can easily dominate easily but I think they're trying to tame her for whatever reason just that's the only logical thing I could come up with is that they're trying to 
quote unquote humble her. Cause there's only few women that I hate to say it like this, but that are allowed to dominate their first year in the game. And even those women has to get like humbled, quote unquote. Um, because you can say, because look at what they did to Oscar. Look at what they're doing to Shayna. Look at what, uh, I'm scared that they're probably going to do this to, uh, to Bianca. Look at what they did to Lacey. Um, who else? <laughs> Becky. <laughs> it took Becky a few years. Uh, to dominate, like she didn't come into WWE dominating. The the very there's very very few women that I can name that from rookie year from rookie year to now, WWE has allowed to just flourish. That would probably be Charlotte Flair. Um, it could have been Natalia at one point, but we see where Natalia is now. Um, yeah, I just that's just where I'm at with that. Uh. That's how I get over it. That's what I say. That's how I get over the little Shayna thing. But I, I do feel like her time is coming. I, I don't, I don't think they're gonna be able to keep her in this little box for long, and she actually stays and deal with it. Um, and don't let her crew from NST get on the main roster, cause that could shut all this shit down. <laughs> um, but. That's just where I'm at with that one. Um, That's a good Oscar, point, though. I'm yeah. sorry. That was a good point about um, Charlotte and um, Oscar being the most realistic team to uh, take the belt. So I I, I agree. Because uh, I, for, for some, I feel like they're trying to get them back to solo status. Um, and I am glad for that because honestly, I wanted I wanted somebody to take the belt for them so they could be solo competitors again. I don't like them. I like it's not that I don't like them as a tag team. I don't want them to be a tag team because they can dominate by themselves. They don't need each other. Like there's some people out here that need each other. <laughs> like there's some tag teams that y'all need to form so this person can get better and this person can get clout. So y'all can put these people together so we can make things happen kind of thing. Um, so I I don't want this Oscar and uh, Charlotte tag team reign to last very long either because, yeah, the, I think that'll be – or yeah, I, I think it'll just be them holding the belts. <laughs> it'll just be them holding the belts. Like, we know we could beat y'all. That's cool. <laughs> so, like, you know, eh. Um, I and to your point, Miss Breed, duh, yeah, she coming for that raw championship. Like, <laughs> right, I, yeah. I thought, hey, look, she lasted longer than I expected. If she make it to February, she lasts longer than I expected. Like, <laughs> I was expecting like the like two raws after TLC. That no, that's I, gonna I, be I, a Royal Rumble. That's gonna be a a championship match. <laughs> it is going um, somehow in the next two weeks. We go end up Charlotte versus Oscar, <laughs> and you know that's the thing that I want to complain about. Why are okay the women's tag matches and a lot of the women's raw ma- raw championship matches and some of the women's SmackDown championship matches 
They real last minute and thrown together. They don't get time to promo. They don't get time to build a storyline. I have a problem with that. But I get on that soapbox another day or later, whatever. But I just, that you just made me feel like that. You just... You just brought that that rant to my forefront. So <laughs> okay, it's okay. But yeah, that 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 pisses me off so much, y'all. Cause it's we get these whole epic ass dude storylines, and y'all, and I say this all the time. That's why I love NXT because they give their women time. All the crap that the women are doing on the main roster, or whatever. Most of it don't have nothing to do with a title or a storyline. And if it is a storyline, it's like some BS storyline, like somebody daddy <laughs> flirting with another person. Like, it's always dealing with either a man or a... Some catty ass women shit. Just women or stuff. some catty women stuff. Right, like, like, no, women gotta be no. fighting over some men. <laughs> so, like, women storylines gotta be catty. Like, that... that that's... Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> you know. Girl, I'm, I, when, I, when I talk about NST, I get on my little NST soapbox, but I tell y'all why I love what they do with the women's division. And Triple H can do no wrong to me at this point. <laughs> so, but anyway, I skipped the match. So we got to go back real quick. The Hurt Business versus the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championship, where the Hurt Business. Came out victorious. How do y'all rate this match? Honestly, I'm going to give it a four. It wasn't... It wasn't like... It wasn't epic because we've seen the Hurt Business versus the New Day too many times. And, it, it you know, it's a little stale, if you ask me. Redundant. But, I mean, they won. And it's something new. It's something new. They need a fresh face. They need something to push the momentum to the new, sorry, the hurt business. Because, I mean, the new day could never, like, just fall off the map. Like, they they are one of those teams that you know will always bounce back, period. So, just for a fresh face perspective, and it kind of makes sense perspective, I'm going to give it a four. Um... I agree. I think it was a good match. Um, but I do feel like it is redundant. They, like you said, they need something fresh, something new. Um, so I, I agree with your rating though. Before I don't give it a four. I give it like a three, five, but it was a good match. I agree with what y'all said. Um, definitely. Yeah. I was glad to see the hurt business win. I, I kind of, I, and, the hurt business has grown on me a little bit now that they stopped whining so much. You know what I mean? Because uh, at first they was real like whiny. Y'all took our opportunity. And I'm just like, bruh, y'all too big to be this whiny. Like, leave it alone. But now they're actually like asserting their dominance without just randomly being bullies and picking on folks and all that other stuff and being whiny about it. They're just like, look, Give me my title opportunity. Let's do this. And they did that. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with this whole Cedric Alexander thing because, you know, he's been real, it's me, me, me type, you know. I don't know if y'all been feeling that vibe, but he's been very like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
talking over Shelton and all that. It's just like, bruh, I'm just waiting for the day to Shelton just slap him in the face. Cause... Got Napoleon <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> they, birthed, they birthed the beast. Right. I'm I'm just trying to see what's going to happen with that. But all right, moving on. The next match, KO, Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship in a TLC match. Um, Of course, Jay Uso got involved. So, duh. Um, But what do y'all rate this match? A five. And this is why I say five. Yeah. Well, that match was good. Like, that match was good. Was good. It was the, to me, that was a good match. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, shout out to KO. Like, dude had a whole TLC match. It was a TLC handicap match, bro. Like, he held his own. That's that's exactly what I called it. Like, that was a TLC <laughs> handicap match. It was. Mm-hmm. Like, that dude really, like, fought. And the thing that took him out was a hit to his nuts. Not a table, a ladder, or a chair, but a hit to his nuts. That, my friend, is a beast. And... It, that's a five. Like even even with it being a, a handicap match, it was so entertaining because when you thought he was out the game, he wasn't. Oh yeah, Kevin Owens got a lot of uh, what is it? Debility as far as getting beat on. What is the word I'm uh, looking for? Stamina? Endurance. 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 He got a lot of endurance, and you. But we've known that because even back when he was with Sami Zayn, they both like, even though like they both them type of characters, like the individual characters, the way they are perceived and go into things. Those are two things I could. Well, one thing I could say about both of them, they have a lot of endurance and stamina in the ring, and <laughs> they be they make their matches entertaining, like for sure. So, yeah. I agree. So next match, um, <laughs> Randy Orton versus The Fiend in a Firefly Inferno match. Uh, what do y'all rate this match? Um, oh, Lord. I go lie. I gave this match like a four because it was so entertaining. It was so ridiculous. What um, that fire like, on the outside was creative, like the way they had what? it set up. When he just raised his arm and the fire came out, we was like, "Oh, oh, okay." Like <laughs> we hear now, it made me appreciate the thunder, the Thunderdome aspect and whatever. Um, I want to see what the fiend merges as. Me too. I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is a like a reincarnate reincarnation type ordeal. Um, I believe that too, and I'm very interested to see what comes of this. Um, they could have picked a better looking dummy that they left in the ring, though. <laughs> um, burning, but I guess it was burning, so it's just what it was. He looked like a sack potato with some clothes on, <laughs> a potato sack, but um. <laughs> Yeah, it was. It was I am, right. I um. I am very interested to see though what the reincarnation is going to be because that's the only thing I can think of. You rot the flower that rises from ashes. So I mean, it could still be a rose with thorns. So let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, I love this match, and it create room for suspense. The thing that bothers me is the fans. Oh, the fiend is buried. Okay, if he can bounce back from that Goldberg <laughs> mess, 
that he was thrown on on a random Thursday night and lost his belt for a Thursday while people was at work. I mean, he's not buried. Even with the self thing, he came back. Like every time we think that WWE puts him in a space, you know, he comes back. I really like this match. I'm also going to give it a five. The creativity was immaculate. It left room for something else, suspense. And it's a build-up. It's a storyline. This is called character development. Even for whatever, you know, that was that got burnt. You know, the fact that Randy Orton burnt the thing was like, wow, what's going to happen next? It really didn't do anything to me. It didn't, it didn't hurt anybody. Like, everybody gained from this. It was a good main event. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. I I don't agree with people. I'm with you, Lady J. I don't agree with whatever they saying um, in regards of it hurting the fiend. It just gave him the opportunity to change who he is and what he does if he wants to. Like, now, I... I think I would be upset if he comes back exactly the same. Like if he comes back with like normal Firefly Funhouse and he comes back just, you know, that would make me upset because then it'll just be like, then what we do it, what we did it for. But I still would, I still would rock with the thing and the storyline that kind of followed that and what they're doing with like Alexa Bliss and the Randy Orton thing that I think that definitely keeps the thing very relevant. <laughs> um and I'm I just want to see yeah I'm with y'all I want to see what this reincarnation is because I think it's gonna be interesting I can't even fathom what it could be at this point you know and coincidentally after that happened you know what I'm saying that also gave Bray Wyatt a chance to mourn Brody Lee exactly so, it does because he gets time to yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So this this, you know, this is good timing. So I'm just excited to see what's next. So real quick, I'm gonna go into uh some uh NXT updates. Uh, I'm gonna try to keep this to like five minutes or less. But the Dusty Rhodes Males tournament started last week. Um they had the first round of uh fights. It was this they only started the male side. Um, the women's side, it's not as many people in the bracket. It's not as many teams in the bracket. But they're going to start that one this upcoming week. Um, and I'm excited because it's the first ever women's tag team Dusty Rhodes championship. So we're, uh, we're going to see what this, how this goes. I really, 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 really want the women's tag team belts on NXT. One of these days, the women's tag team belt need to be on NXT. Like, I mean, and I'm not talking about just visiting. I mean, the holders of the belt need to be NXT superstars because I promise you the belt will be so much more relevant than it is now. Because I don't, even with the caliber of people that are holding the belt, they still make the, make the belt very um, irrelevant because you see the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Raw Tag Team Champions almost every week. And if they're not in a match, they're doing a promo. Same thing with the SmackDown. How often do we see the Women Tag Team Champions? 
Um, when Naya, uh, Shayna had it with, you know, the most we've seen now was, you know, building up the Survivor Series and then, and then building up the TLC. But before that, where were they? They came, they popped their head in every now and then, heard a couple people and then disappeared again. Doggone, um, when, uh, now that Oscar and Charlotte have it, they have more solo matches than they have tag team matches. <laughs> that that first week or two, you know, it was new and it was holiday. So, of course, they was in there or whatever. But these last couple of weeks, they just been doing solo matches. They don't even be seen together most of the time. So, I don't know. Um, that's just my two cents. I, I get off that rant. But um, the New Year's Evil show... <laughs> on NST was really good. It was really good. It was literally only three matches um, that was shown on USA. Three matches. And that thing was better than last week's Raw. <laughs> like, it was really good. Um, one of the matches, the first match that kicked off the show was Raquel Gonzalez versus Rhea Ripley. And I just want to talk about this match in particular and this beef in particular because this is going to show you why I like NST Women's Division and what they're doing with them more than I like Raw and SmackDown because that these two women, they beef started after Rhea lost the belt. Like after Rhea came back or whatever, they were once friends, but they're two very dominant, very powerful women. So they're literally fighting for dominancy to show who's the badass of the division. And they just had beef just back and forth. And this beef been building for months, months. This is like their, I want to say this is like their third match. And this was the last woman standing match. And this is the first time Raquel got a win out of their beef. Um, that's a, a solo win because they had a couple of tag team wins. Uh, Raquel had a couple of tag team wins, whatever. But solo wins, this is her first win. And it was the last women standing match. And it was, it's so intense. The beef is so intense that it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You get emotionally invested in it. And there's no belt involved. Not one of them has the championship. Um, of course they want the championship, but they're not, they're not talking about championships or whatever. You know, probably talking a little trash about uh, Rhea's reign and the fact that she had the championship or whatever, but. You know what I'm saying? This is a this is a solid invested beef. And another thing about it is they uh the women on NST had main event the actual uh NST episodes at least about two or three weeks in a row at one point. Um recently, like between November and December. Um and it's just it's just great to watch. And the fact that Beth Phoenix is the commentator for all of this just puts the icing on the cake because she even just be like, you know, I look at this division and this is what this is what I fought for. <laughs> this is what I fought for. I want a women's division like this. Like, you know, women having war games matches, women having impromptu TLC or Hell in a Cell matches or steel cage matches for no apparent reason. Um, but for the fact that they just hate each other and it's not because of a dude it's not because of whatever it's literally uh one of the beats that's going on or the beat that started the war games match was because 
Um, they had a Halloween Havoc show. And during the match, during one of the during the championship match, one of the girls tried to cheat. So the host of the show, which was uh, Chauncey uh, Blackheart, was like, uh-uh, and took out the person that was coming in to cheat for the distraction that was coming in to cheat for one of the girls, for Candice LeRae or whatever. And Sheila came that made Candice LeRae lose the match. Um, so Candice turned her attention to Chauncey Blackheart and was just like, this your fault. Why you coming in my business type thing or whatever. It ain't her husband. Candice LeRae has a whole husband on this show. And the beef has nothing to do with him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this, that is why I love NXT women's division and what they do with it. Because these are beefs that would these are regular beefs. These are regular wrestling beefs. This is what men would do on a regular basis in the wrestling community. It ain't got nothing to do. Most men's beefs they ain't got nothing to do with a woman. So why do most women beefs got Gotta have something to do with a man. Like, I don't understand that when it comes to Raw and SmackDown. Um, I really, I really want, <laughs> I want Triple H to take over WWE as a whole. Put, doggone, put uh, um, Shawn Michaels over all the cards. And then let's see what happens. That's how I feel. And that's what NST makes me feel. <laughs> but all in all, um, that's my NST rant. I said I was going to try to keep it on five minutes. So I am done. <laughs> uh, this is probably more I, think, I could have said, but, huh? I was going to say, I really think that they're not, they can't afford to put NXT women against any of the women on the main roster because the belts will probably stay on NXT. Well, I, I don't agree with that because at the same time, the caliber of women in the, on the main roster, they have a good caliber of women that could take the belts from the NXT people. Because it's not that the NXT women are so great at wrestling. It's not that they, you know, it's not that they trash either. Like they're, but the opportunities that the NXT women are given makes them look way better than the other divisions. That's that's quite simply, that's about the best way I could put it. Um, so you're right. It might stay on there for a while, but I, I don't think there's nobody that can't take it from them that's on the main roster. I'm not saying it like that. I'm just saying, oh. like, the, the way stories are written for them or the way that they are being utilized. Mm-hmm. It may it will probably make it harder for the main roster to come and take it. Ah, I, I got you. I got you. Cause people gonna people gonna love it on NST so much that they ain't even gonna want <laughs> they ain't gonna wanna take it back to the uh main roster. It's just like, yeah, NST nah, nah, nah. We we uh uh-uh. uh NST getting all the ratings with these belts. Nah, y'all go back. Go back, do what you <laughs> go back. That's what I'm back. saying. They might have yeah. to make it some multi team championship type thing. Right. You're right. You're right. I I honestly want them to get more women belts on NST because with this with this just one uh NST woman's belt, bruh. Eo Eo Shirai gotta keep her head on the swivel. She definitely does. 
Um, and there's, they actually have number one contender matches and situations and tournaments and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I just, I really appreciate how Triple H is handling, you know, the storylines. Even the men, and I talk a lot about NST women, but even the men's storylines keep you thoroughly entertained. Like, they're not BS. Even if a person, even if, you know, two people fight more than once, I'm not just like, why they fighting again? You know what I'm saying? There's an actual reason and build up to each fight. So it feels fresh. It feels new, even though it's not. Because the thing thing that the main roster kind of lacks when it comes to doing the same match over and over again, they do the same as that build up in between each match. Like y'all saying the same jokes. Y'all y'all got the same people in the in the situation. You know, it's just it's I don't know. It just feels different. And maybe it's just the environment is different. Maybe because they're all up and coming. Cause I know a lot of people that say underrated or uh underground wrestling is so much more entertaining and passionate than main wrestling. That's why people love AEW more than they love WWE. That's why NST gets more get, some people get NST more love than they'll give Raw SmackDown because the passion, the passion level of the wrestlers is so different. And you can even see the change when the wrestlers get to the main roster. Like the drive that they had in NST, it, it dials back some by the time when they get to the main roster. Like it's watered like, down. Yeah. Like even their bodies change because, uh, Duncan, I was talking about that too. Well, one time, like, uh, somebody like, I'm just going to use Matt Riddle, for example. Matt Riddle had like a full six pack on NST and now he got like a little, little be- beer belly a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Even Ricochet uh, got a little, got a little weight on him once he got to the main roster. He wasn't as jacked and cut as he used to be on NST. So I don't know if it's like the passion level, the mentality level or whatever, but there's very few people that get on the main roster and keep the same momentum and like drive as they had on NXT. And it's sad to see. It's really sad to see. Um, and I don't know if it's because the main roster just knocks you down and it's just boring. <laughs> you get tired of the same storylines. I don't know. I I don't know what it is. Um, but I, I, I get what you're saying, Lady J. I feel you. All right, I'm off my NST soapbox for real this time. <laughs> so to jump back, so to jump on the main roster after I done talked so bad about it uh, for like a whole ten minutes, um, I I, I want to kind of kind of start from kind of where we left off on TLC. So with this whole Alexa Bliss and uh, Randy Orton thing. I am digging the hell out of this story, y'all. I like it. I think it's a good you know, inter- like interlude to Bray Wyatt being, you know, give him his time. So now we're having a brief intermission and it's, you know, the Alexa Bliss show. So I am very entertained myself by it. I think it is keeping, like we said, it's keeping him relevant, even though he's not here. Um, he has some type of control or essence to Alexa Bliss. So using her as an entity is, um, definitely keeping the storyline going and it's not boring even though he's been dealing with randy orton at this point for a while it's not 
boring. That's, that's what I'm the most excited about. It's not like, okay, we've been here. It's almost like, it's so suspenseful. You just like, oh my gosh. It's like, we'll know which way it's going. It's, it's real. Like it's tantalizing your senses a lot. And I, I appreciate that. That's what I call character development, y'all. Like, <laughs> the reason why niggas stopped watching wrestling was because Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and The Rock left. Okay? A lot of people stopped watching wrestling then. And why? Because the it was, it was a lack of care with a lot of the character building. So the fact that we are focusing on that brings more relevance to the entertainment side of sports entertainment. So I fucks with it. I really think um, Raw and SmackDown, just based on what's happening now, it seems like they have each two solid storylines, like two solid ongoing storylines that actually builds character and develops them and all that other stuff. So, and this is, this is Raw's. Um, and I'm glad this came to Raw. Um, cause Raw needed it. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. I really, I'm really digging this story and I'm so curious to see how it's going to end. Please do not give us a BS ending to this story. Cause if you do, I will cry. Cause very much. Like I was just, I'm so invested. I was just like, bruh, Alexa is losing her shit right now. Y'all <laughs> like, like, what is happening? Like, and it's just like, Set me on fire, and then and then she just coming out and attacking Randy for whatever reason. Uh, it's just like, okay, um, all right. So you didn't set me on fire. I guess I'm gonna set you on fire, type thing. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, so the next thing, uh, Miss Charlotte Flair. Okay, so first of all. I feel some type of way because one of one of my dream matches in the women's division was when, especially when Lacey first got to the division, was Lacey versus Charlotte. So I was just like, oh, I like to see this. I wonder how this would go, blah, blah, blah. And to see how they how they're making this happen now. It just pisses me off. I'm going to be honest. It just makes me so upset. Because it's just like, really? We pulling Ric Flair in on this? And we doing this old two-bit story? And I get it. She's the she's the lady. But I just, I'm not feeling it. This is a storyline that I'm not feeling. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> um, but how do y'all feel about it? He look like a sugar daddy out there. <laughs> what oh oh the 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 recap uh, the recap ups and downs video that i show that i sent y'all or whatever he was just like this story makes me and now i'm you know envisioning a 70 year old having sex with a 30 year old in a hotel room i don't want to envision that like <laughs> Rick Flair trying to get his woo in. So, <laughs> Rick Flair, he a sugar daddy. So, he got to get it in. That's got to get his sugar. This is, get that diabetic. This is, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
this I don't I don't even know what to say about this anymore. I said, you know what? I said what I had to say. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> so on last week's Raw, doggone Charlotte beat Lacey ass. Like that was a ass whooping. And it showed, I don't know if Lacey wasn't putting her best foot forward. But it definitely showed a big difference in the caliber of wrestlers that they are. And for the ending of that match to end with Ric Flair just helping Lacey win was just like, eh. And your own daughter? Right. You do first you're doing this, you putting pussy before your daughter. That that's that's what that is. Um and two, okay. Let the the um recap videos that I watch sometimes, they they sometimes have a counter for how many times certain things happen. Last year, I'm sure y'all probably uh heard on either a podcast or in a, a news article or whatever. Last year they had over a hundred roll-up pins. Like people winning throughout the year over a hundred times with like one of those BS roll-up pins. <laughs> This year, the counter is for distractions. Since we got to 2021, there's been at least 10 distractions amongst uh, Raw and SmackDown. And I think that's each. So is, you know, distractive winning going to be the next roll-up pin for this year? <laughs> yep. <laughs> by, by the end of this year, it's going to be like over 100 people winning because of a distraction. That's just, mm. Yeah, um, I definitely, I watch different podcasts and one of them in particular is BC Amplified and like he actually called them fruit roll-ups. So that's why I started <laughs> calling them fruit roll-ups on this podcast because it was just so catchy. Like, oh, here's another fruit roll-up. So um, yeah, the distractions, we'll see. Because I think fruit roll-up might win, but we can, we can keep a count yeah, with <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to see what the count is in December, and we're gonna have to come back and see if uh, fruit roll ups beat distractions. <laughs> 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 All right, so Sonya Deville is back. Yeah, um, like a whole zaddy, <laughs> right? Zaddy. I, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I look. If I wasn't a a a, a straight engaged gal. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sonya could probably get the digits, okay? Like, <laughs> she looked good. Looking all fly in that suit. Ooh. Right. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there. But she, yeah, she looked real good. And I'm, I'm glad to see her back. I want to see her in the ring. But I'm not going to go there. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. like her. I, I like I want to see what this is because I my question was what she's gonna was she gonna be his assistant for Raw and SmackDown? Um, because if she's gonna be her his assistant for Raw too, mmm, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. So we'll see. Uh, Drew McIntyre has COVID. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, right. Headline news. Drew, Drew McIntyre has COVID. Uh, he 
he uh, sent in a phone video to Raw. So the chant was still on the show, and he's sick. <laughs> Boy, they brought. Let me uh, let me stop. Yeah, you know, you know, we done see Brock Lesnar, and he was well and healthy. Drew got whole COVID nineteen, and he's still trying to make promos. Look at right. him, like <laughs> with no symptoms, like. So, oh man. And he's accepted uh Goldberg's or Oldberg's whatever challenge. <laughs> oh SmackDown, oh SmackDown, Jay Uso called Goldberg Oldberg. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> it was like it was like I can beat Drew, Goldberg, Oldberg. I was like, well, that's <laughs> hey, mean, at, speaking of that promo. <sighs> I guess he's trying to avoid calling out Roman, but, you know, because he ain't going to take that belt, clearly. But, I mean... I ain't going to lie. That was a good promo. But Jay Uso, that was a good promo. Like, I I didn't love what he was saying or nothing, but the promo as a whole for a heel promo, I was like, okay, Jay, you better talk your trash. So, I... I, I do want to give kudos to Jay for the good-ass opening promo on SmackDown. This is my problem, okay? Goldberg, like, come on. <laughs> like, and I love Goldberg. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, when he lost his streak back in the 90s, I cried. And it was like some for real tears cry. Like, I cried. That wasn't fake. That was real. That was passionate. I was passionate about Goldberg. But man, come on! Like you, why? Why do you have to always come and get a title shot? Like why you just can't come and fight? No in between, just title shot. Well, here's my thing. This this is the part that, well, that too, I do agree with that because that's trash. Not even the Undertaker was doing stuff like that. Like he'll just have regular matches. He might come back and hog a, a WrestleMania match or two, but they didn't have to be title shots. And so I definitely agree with that. But another another addition to that is just the fact that all the stuff that he was saying to Drew as to why he wanted to fight Drew was BS. And it was BS because you actively have two, well, you actively have one person on the same roster actively going to legends slapping them in the face talking crap about them and kicking them in the face and all this and you go to drew but what like (laughs) (laughs) but that's the part that was just like okay y'all could have gave him a better promo and a better reason because this reason is bs like if he went straight to randy i would get it exactly i would get it Goldberg versus Randy match. Why not? He beating all the other legends. Like that makes sense. That makes sense. But the fact that he's going to Drew and then Drew ain't disrespecting nobody. Like you could at least win Roman with that. It might have been more valid. <laughs> but all this, all this trash y'all talking. I don't know. I feel well, like they just like, gave him an old script. It. Exactly. I feel like they just gave him an old script. For for legends to new superstars, <laughs> like a generic script. Like this is what we say to new superstars. If you're a legend, like, <laughs> cause I'm confused about any of that. Like I don't remember Drew saying none of that. And I and maybe I need to go back and watch, but I don't. He didn't. Re- 
You don't. He didn't. Because <laughs> I'm like, when did he say this? Drew even said, I ain't never say none of that. Like, Drew <laughs> even said that in his promo, except in the challenge. He was like, I didn't say any of this. But if you want to fight, uh, he was like, I didn't want to fight you because I respect you, blah, blah, blah. But if you want to fight, you put your hands on me, then we can fight. Uh, that's the reason why Drew accepted it because he was like, you cross the line when you put your hands on me. So, sure, I'll take a challenge. Like, that was just so stupid, bro. Like, oh my gosh, bro. Like They could have came up with something better. Oh my gosh. It made no sense, bro. Like, for real? For real? And I'm and for real, I'm thinking to myself, like, maybe you know, maybe the version of Raw that I'm seeing is like Cut out or something. I don't know. Like, what's the, what's the problem? Like, I don't remember seeing this. Like, and he didn't say any of that. Like, not a maybe word. when he was healed, but he ain't been healed in a year. So I'm confused. <laughs> like, I mean, even if he said that when he was healed, like you said, it's been a year. Like, why do you even remember that? <laughs> hey, bro, you was too busy taking the belt from Bray on a Thursday. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. To get, I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> and usually, I'm not the one with the profanity. I've been cursing more than y'all too, so y'all know I'm feeling some kind of way about this. I'm tired. I'm just tired. Like <laughs> we all tired. It just it doesn't make sense. Like. Why does Goldberg? He's the OG Brock Lesnar. Oh, <laughs> that's exactly what he is. That's exactly what he is. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the WWE writers have a lot of missed opportunities. Like they they fluff on a lot of stuff. Cause that was that you saying go, him going to Randy. That would have been perfect storytelling like especially after the night he had going from person to person in the legends community especially after the year he had going you know kicking five was it five different legends in the face you know what I'm saying that would have been perfect storytelling but 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 who cares about perfect storytelling in the writer's room Nobody care about that. Oh, so, <laughs> so they're just throwing this crap that don't make no sense. No sense. None. None. Not a mm. teaspoon. So, uh, next story, Miz has his money in the bank back, which made the whole OTFC match pointless. Boom. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I said that. I said that. I said, Miss Bree, um, Miz didn't give him the briefcase. It was Morrison. Here they come out. I said it. I said it right after it happened. I was like, no, something is going to happen to where he get that back because technically speaking, the Miz didn't cash it in. I said that. You know, you know, I going back to perfect storytelling again, you know, myself, just in my brain, I was hoping this would have been the segue to turn Miz against Morrison. Um, I thought it would have been a perfect segue. You cashed in my money in the bank. I can't get that back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That would have been that would have been great. And then they could have fought each other. And then 
Miz could have went for the championship, actually wanted to get somebody that's not Drew McIntyre, and that would have been a good segue into Miz versus Morrison for the championship. You know, I'm just thinking ahead here. I just, you know, this is probably months down the line, WrestleMania maybe, but <sighs> they failed me. <laughs> the WWE writers one more time failed me. Not one more time. It's a once again, because you know how they be. <laughs> so once again, once again. But uh, I don't know how I feel about him. I, I, I don't like the fact that he has his money in the bank back. Um, I'm trying to figure out when he finna cash this thing in. <laughs> I still don't feel like he gonna win when he cash it in this time either. Like, I don't... Uh, it depends. It depends on... Who ends up taking it from Drew and when? That's what I feel like it's going to come down to. Because if Drew gets it taken from him before WrestleMania, I don't see him. I You know, I see the Miz possibly winning, um, especially with the help of Morrison. True. True. So we got two more stories. Uh, Well, two more incidences or stories to talk about. One of them being... Uh, Biggie, uh, well, it's it's a all encompassed, you know, all inclusive story. Biggie, Apollo Cruz, and Apollo Cruz's new mentor, I guess, Roman Reigns. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I want to ask about. Go ahead. So I got, I, I have like a, a personal spoiler prediction of what I think might happen with this story. That is a spoiler. Um, so of course this last SmackDown, you see Apollo Crews getting advice from the big dog, and then oh, you see the shift in Apollo Cruz's uh behavior. Um, because you know, when he's fighting, I think he was fighting Sami Zayn. Um yeah, he's 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 not he's not all innocent. I'm gonna fight fair Apollo Cruz anymore. Because as soon as the way he won, uh, Sami Zayn tried to roll up, pin him and grab his tights um, and hold him. But Apollo Crews kicked out or whatever and then did the same thing to him and actually won. Like the the ref saw it when Sami did it, but he didn't see it when Apollo Crews did it. So Apollo Crews won unhonorably for the first time. Um, which, which is interesting after seeing him talk to Roman Reigns. Um, and then of course Apollo Cruz is going at Big E for his championship. Uh, you know after that whole ordeal, the pad, the the SmackDown before this last one, and I really think that Apollo Cruz is going to eventually win the Intercontinental Belt from from Big E with the help of either Roman or Jay, but the help of the uh, the tribal family. And I think that's what's going to push Big E into the universal picture. Because mm. uh, then Big E will have a legit beef with Roman because you're the reason why I lost my belt type thing. So I, if, you know, if storytelling is actually a thing and they actually work it like this, I, I just think that might be what happened. That's just my thoughts. 
Um, if it happens like that and Big E wins the Universal Championship, I would be lit. What? Bad thing. <laughs> you mean Apollo Crews got Intercontinental and Big E got Universal? These are champions for SmackDown? Bruh, I'll be so lit. And then don't let the Street Profits get their tag back. What? I would, what? I'm having a party immediately that day. Like, <laughs> so, but that's, uh, a lot of that stuff had panned out yet. Right now, they just got uh, Apollo and Big E and their little beef going on, which is going to be interesting. Because um, I see, especially with uh, Lady J, you saying Jay Uso been losing a lot. I could definitely see Jay being just like the footwork for all the destruction of everything and everybody. So he just going to be the person that help everybody else get their belts and maintain it <laughs> until he the, can. The flunky as we know it to be. Yeah. I'm sad to say, um, but until, until Jimmy come back, I, I don't, I see uh, Jay probably gonna unfortunately stay in this flunky position. Sad to say. Yeah, it's how the cookie crumbling right now. Yeah, he need to uh, main event Jay Uso. Sorry, I didn't want to didn't want to disrespect him, but <laughs> main event Jay Uso ain't been doing nothing lately. So, um, but he's still been doing good matches. I can't say that. Um, and he's been doing good bidding <laughs> as a flunky. As a flunky, yes. As a flunky, (laughs) (laughs) So, what do y'all think? Obviously, I agree with your words. (laughs) (laughs) Lady J, you got any remarks? I mean, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Like, you know, as far as Apollo is concerned, I do feel like Apollo needs that kind of push. I do think Apollo, I do see the the demeanor change with him. I appreciate that because it's about time. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he's one of the ones kind of like Roman. Like he's kind of just too heel. He's too facey for face. So him being the heel will be a good look or whatever. I don't know what they're going to do with Jay because, again, he lost again. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know, like, but I could definitely, I like what's going on with that aspect or whatever with those three. Uh, I meant two. But I, well, Apollo and Roman and well, three, four, whatever the the crew. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with that because that's a good look for Apollo. He already got beat up by Retribution a whole bunch of times. He got was it Retribution or hurt biz hurt business? You know what I'm saying? Well, he needs a little. He needs something. And if they're gonna utilize him. You know what I'm saying? Good. Because they not utilizing Ricochet. You know, I feel like that whole situation just left people like what to do, what to do. So Apollo needs something new. So I'm with it. I, look, I'm so I'm so mad you brought up Ricochet because I have, I feel some kind of way about Ricochet because they, they've been making him look like a little bitch. I ain't gonna lie. Like he'll, he'll lose the match, but then have like this little hit in, get this little hit in on retribution or whatever, and still say no to the offer or whatever, and still come back out and lose again. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, I see you holding strong. And then he was on a, uh, an episode of Raw Talk. And then that just kind of just was like, damn, 
y'all really making Ricochet look like a little bitch out here. Like, cause he was just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I, I, th- I thought I was strong enough, blah, blah, blah. But you know what I'm saying? Look, I ain't, I ain't watch Raw Talk to hear you cry and feel sorry for your damn self. I just did. <laughs> so whatever. I'm, I digress. That wasn't, that wasn't the story we were supposed to talk about. <laughs> okay. So this last thing. Um, it's kind of gonna be a reaction thing for Miss Bree and Lady J. Cause y'all don't completely know. Y'all might have seen highlights and y'all whatever, but y'all didn't kind of see it pan out. So the match for the uni- the Universal Championship at <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> uh, Royal Rumble. Okay, so y'all know Adam Pierce quote-unquote, won the gauntlet match to uh, be in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Well, not to be in the Royal Rumble, to fight Roman in the Royal Rumble with the help of Roman Reigns and Jey Uso. They made made Adam Pearce win. (laughs) They just, they literally knocked out Shinsuke, knocked out Adam Pearce, and then just threw Adam Pearce on top of him and told the rest to count. So, I, wonder, I wonder what what streams Paul Heyman had to pull because if I'm not mistaken, then Braun get in trouble for putting his hands on Adam Pierce, and now you got Paul Heyman pulling streams so Adam Pierce can actually be in the match. Like that is strange. Like, but yeah. Keep going. Well, yeah, I that's that's another question that I would like to know the answer to. But yeah, like, but I guess it's different when you officially are in a match and they put your, their hands on you or whatever. Um, but whatever. Um, so Adam Pierce, I postman Pierce, postman Pierce. That's how I feel right now. So I, I, I'm with Adam. <laughs> He, uh, this last episode of, uh, SmackDown, they signed the contract. It was going to be a no DQ match. Um, Adam Pierce just signed the contract. Like, I don't care. Just do what you want. And, <laughs> and gave the contract to, uh, uh, what's his name? We just said his name. Paul Heyman. Gave the contract to, uh, Paul Heyman to give to Roman so he could sign. Uh, Roman was like, I'm not signing that. I didn't agree to a no DQ match. I want this to be a last man standing match. So make that happen. Um, and then, of course, Paul, being the good servant he is, made it happen. So the new contract, and this was another stipulation for Roman. He had to sign the contract in the ring with Adam that later that night. So the new contract... Of course, it's the last man standing match. They go to the ring at the end of the night. Um, and, of course, Roman is being Roman. He got to sit at the head of the table. He took the seat that Adam was sitting in. So Adam had to go to the other seat, which was stupid because they're exactly the same chair. Um, but <laughs> then uh, then Roman signs it. Roman signs the contract, and he's, he's satisfied with himself. He's happy or whatever. And then Adam takes the mic and Mike and was just like, you know, I've been waiting all night for you to do that. And then he gets the contract and he walks out of the ring. And he he did not sign it. He just walked out of the ring. Um, he's walking up the ramp and he starts to play with his knee. Like he starts to, you know, start bending his knee or whatever. And like, dang, 
Oh, this old injury getting bad again. <laughs> it's like, you know, you know how it is with an old injury. It's just sometimes you never just get back right. And he was just like, but in the contract, it says, as the official, I can find a suitable replacement if, if in the event, one of the opponents could, cannot compete. And as soon as he said that, cue Kevin Owens music. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Owens meets Adam Pierce at the stage and signs the contract. So... <laughs> So at Royal Rumble, there would be a last man standing match with Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns. Now, I I feel the type of way that Kevin Owens is getting a third title opportunity with against Roman Reigns. However, I'm not mad at it. I don't know why I'm not mad at it. I feel like I should be mad at it because we've seen this already. But I'm just not. It was just like one of those things like, oh, dang. Now, I wish, I was hoping for somebody different. Uh, Full disclosure, I was definitely hoping it would be somebody different. But the fact that it's Kevin Owens does not piss me off. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's possibly the the situation type. Like, how it happened is why we're not, like, why you're not so upset with it being Kevin Owens. Um, Even when I kind of think about at this point, like, who else would it really, really be? And there's not enough storyline built up with nobody else for it to be anybody else anyway. It's just kind of been Kevin Owens. Um, I do hope that after this, it you know, we kind of start seeing something new or it changes somehow um, as far as the storyline. But I, I feel you. I, I understand your emotions and feelings. <laughs> yeah. I also think that maybe uh, because... The whole thing with Adam Pierce started because Adam Pierce uh, okayed a match with Jay Uso and Kevin Owens. That maybe that's another reason why I'm just like, huh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> what up, Lady J? I feel like I'm actually not, the, and I guess the reason why is because it's kind of cool seeing Roman like get got. <laughs> yeah, cool, like yeah, like what you gonna do now, nigga? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> roll. Yeah, like so I'm feeling it. Like and and Adam Pierce like really like outwitted it that time. Like just to see Roman face or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He looked like dang, you know, because at first at the beginning of the show, he was looking all distressed or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And and there's some intimidation factors or tactics throughout the show by Paul Heyman. You know what I'm saying? So just to see what Adam Pierce had up his sleeve was just like, yeah, bro, like I'm not dumb. So Adam Pierce, he did that, like, cause I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. So I'm with it. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Postman Pierce. Postman Pierce. Postman Pierce. He's gonna always be Postman Pierce for me from now on. Long as hell say Drew Mac anymore. We good. <laughs> Word, word. But uh, that's pretty much it with our show today. Uh, do y'all have anything else y'all want to say to the people or any other storylines y'all want to pick at real quick? Um, I just want to say shout out to Bianca Belair. Um, 
it, it, even though the storyline is really not like, but the fact that she's getting a little time with Bailey, it, it's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Shout out this to Beyonce. It was funny. I said, "Ooh, she got because <laughs> you weren't." <laughs> Talk about her championship with the purple on. What was that? Smackdown last week? Yes. <laughs> Talk about how many people did you get in the Royal Room? She was like, you weren't even in it. <laughs> I would love a championship opportunity at your belt. But you you swatted it. <laughs> I'm sorry. That little scene tickled me so bad. I said, ooh, I want, how does it feel, Bailey? <laughs> it just went, her face was priceless. And welcome all walked away. Miss Bree, I need you, even if you do not watch the entire last episode of SmackDown, please watch the premiere of Ding Dong Hello. <laughs> that's uh that's um Bailey's new TV show. TV but, show. I oh thought god. it was funny. Oh god. That thing oh, when she came god. out the door, I was like, child. <laughs> you oh, so let dramatic. Me let me. I'm a ooh. Okay. When we get off, I'm gonna go ahead and the first guest was Bianca Belair. Is it at the beginning of SmackDown? Um no, it's middle ish. Yes, middle to end ish. Okay. Uh but with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. As always, we love the support. Um, we try to give y'all our best energy. And thank you for listening because, you know, this is therapeutic. We get out all our wrestling frustrations in this podcast. We are, we can be found on Instagram at Women Watch Wrestling 3. That's Women Watch Wrestling 3. One more time, that's Women Watch Wrestling 3. You can also follow us on Twitter at W3 Podcast. That's W3 Podcast. One more time, W3 Podcast. And with that, we out. <laughs>